I hate both of you. Why? Because <laughs> we have so oh, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, we have cereal here in bulk. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cars Unfiltered Podcast Christmas Edition. Today we have myself. It's not just me anymore. Uh, we have Mike. Yeah, that's me. How's it going, guys? It's and we have Adam as well. Thank God it's not just Tom. <laughs> it's true. I I don't. I'm curious what the listener stats are. Um, I think we probably I think we probably lost listeners. It's possible. We'll know in a few days. Oh. You know, we only have like eight, and we've lost three. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Like, not this guy. He's on his own. <laughs> but, okay, so today we're going to be talking about uh, – well, actually, so Adam's going to be talking about flying cars, and uh, which may have something to do with how Santa Claus delivers presents. May not. We'll find out. Um, I'm going to be asking these guys what car they would want Santa to, to bring them this year. And Mike is going to, at the end, tell us about the safe, give us some safety tips on transporting trees, essentially. And then we're also going to have an Alcan update. So yeah, uh, let's get started with the flying cars. What say you, Adam? Okay, it has nothing to do with Santa. I don't know where you... <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas and like flying cars. Maybe like the reindeer got, like the reindeer okay. have to be old okay. at this point. Maybe they're retired. <laughs> So um, this was actually uh, a little more jobs that more jobs that AI took. Yeah. Okay. Santa's gonna have to make a lot of trips because this has a fifty-pound payload. Um, <laughs> that doesn't even care. It's cookies. I, I know, right? More cookies for me. Um, so, anyways, the uh, this I saw this come across my uh, feed today. There's a company called uh, Samson Motorworks. Okay. Um, they've been around for actually quite a while, but they've got a prototype out called the uh, Switchblade, and it's a. Uh, that sounds a highly. That sounds illegal. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a flying car. I don't know. I think they named it the Switchblade because it's got like you know fold out wings. I guess that's original, but uh, you know it's kind of interesting. Um, it's a ducted fan style, so you don't have a you know prop kind of just sticking out there all weird like it is still three wheel like pretty much every other flying car concept that we've seen um but uh it's side by side which is pretty cool not uh you know it's two person like i said earlier about 50 pounds of luggage um you know they are still prototyping so i think they've flown a quarter scale model so far um but not the uh not the full size thing yet so so okay 50 pounds of luggage and two person you said right yeah, or I guess two large people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, give me the uh, overall weight limit. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know like how they test their limit, you know. But like growing up, uh, my dad's friend had a Cessna 152 or 172, a 172, I think. And like that has, I can't remember whatever the weight limit was. It was like pretty low, like 600 pounds or something like that. Okay, and uh, like. Four of us got in there, a, and I'm so that's a, huh? that's a 172. Yep, yep. Okay, am I right? Right, nice. Yeah, okay, yep. So the four of us got in there, and all I'm gonna say is my dad's not a little boy, my dad's friend's not a little boy, and I'm not a little boy. 
and the other person, I don't remember who it was, but I'm absolutely certain we're well over that uh, 200 or 600 pound limit. So I don't know. <clears throat> I just figure it's an airplane, right? So if it has a limit, you just give a little more uh, throttle and you're good to go. That's that, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not exactly how that works. Uh, no. So so for those of you, <laughs> for those of you who don't know. Uh, which is probably everyone, because I don't think we've brought her up on the podcast before. But I'm actually a licensed aircraft mechanic, and technically I'm a licensed pilot. So that's kind of lapsed a little bit. Uh, so yeah, Tom, that, that's not exactly how that works. Okay, good. Well, if, okay. And and usually, what you would do if you exceeded uh, the weight loading of the airplane, which is the the gross takeoff uh, weight you would decrease the amount of fuel that you are carrying in the airplane, which then decreases your range. It means you have to stop more often, et cetera, et cetera. But all this can be accept- it can be affected by atmospheric pressures and uh, how hot the day is and what the wind speeds are and all sorts of things. So it, there's lots of variables. Gotcha. Uh, but, but Adam, the, the issue that I have here with, uh, with this, the switchblade, um, one, you still need a, a runway to use it, right? Which is kind of obvious to those in flight circles. Like you're not just going to be able to take off on Main Street in Owasso, um, because there's the problems, right? I mean, other cars, traffic lights, all sorts of things. So, yeah, this brings up some more realistic use of a flying car, um, but there's there's still that inconvenience of having to go to your nearest airport, which do either of you know where Owasso's airport is? Yeah. Yeah. It's literally right across the river from my house. Okay. All right. Well, Well, if you were trying to catch us on that, Mike, to be fair, it's right on main street. Well, (laughs) (laughs) what what I was going to say is you're doing better than 95% of the population. Yeah. Score one for Owasso. (laughs) I'm just saying, right? I again, I worked as a mechanic and and whatnot. And people ask, "Oh, where do you work?" I was, "Oh, I work at the airport." And they're like, "Well, wait, we have an airport, right?" And this, oh, is- you know what? That makes sense because all the bodies they end up burying them at the Detroit airport grounds. So, like, nobody knows. Hey, I, hey nobody now, knows where to- they still oh. bury them at the Packard plant, and everybody knows this. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> This is a Christmas theme podcast, Tom. Keep it light. Yeah, way to Sorry. go, Tom. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. So this is this is why we're labeled as an explicit podcast on iTunes. Or we should be if we're not. It, it, I, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure this is not. not why, but we will find out at some point. Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's because I cuss too much occasionally. Uh, I try to keep it to a minimum. But but anyway, so so there's that inconvenience factor, right? And then my second issue is this. Um Airplanes go through a vast amount of maintenance, like massive amounts of regulated maintenance, right? And this is, uh, I, I'm quoting here from the web from samsonmotorworks.com, switch slash switchblade, their website, right? You then fly your registered aircraft directly to the destination at up to 200 mile per hour, et cetera, et cetera. The, the key thing is here, your registered aircraft, which means this has to conform to all the FAA rules and regs, which means every year you're going to have to get an annual, which means, I realize I'm doing that, there's a point, which means that every year, just for an inspection, you're going to shell out $6,000 to have this thing checked. 
You know, that sounds more expensive than a Range Rover. Every every year. Or maybe a little cheap, cheaper. I'm not sure. Every, right, it's close. Every year, you're going to have to have this thing inspected by a certified mechanic to have it go through an annual aircraft inspection, which means roughly 80 hours worth of labor at today's rate, like 120 bucks an hour. So... So I, I will immediately concede that you know way more about the aircraft world than I do. Um, well, I, I didn't mean and, to, I didn't mean and, that, but I was just pointing out. No, you know. no, but I will I will immediately concede that. But my I wonder if there's some sort of issue with you know nomenclature on their site. So I know that they're marketing this as a 51 percent home built, um, you know, hobby experimental craft. Are I, those yeah, still subject to annuals? Yeah. No, so that gets into differences. Yeah, home builds and uh, experimental aircraft aren't subject to the same uh, regulations and rules as commercially built uh, aircraft like Cessnas and Pipers and things like that. So so that would change. Sounds like, you know, the the registered part, right, may just be something that they probably shouldn't have put in there or, you know, they're contradicting themselves is what I'm getting at. Wait a second. Is the reason that they could say that you can do that is because you can take the wings off. Is that why how it's a quote unquote home built? No, well, I, I, assuming they're supposed to be, you know, your it, it's a kit, so to speak. Oh, actually, it says right here on the website that it, the owner it requires the owner to build fifty one percent of the vehicle. I did, right. I did not scroll down that far. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry that's my point, guys. I should have scrolled down further on the page. No, no, that just it totally makes sense because you picked up on the registered part. And so, you know, they, they are sort of contradicting themselves right on their own website, right? Um, so, but also, like, just something to note here, right? Because, and it seems like that now that I'm reading down a little further, they have actually um, considered some of the, the ownership facts that you would have to um, give in a flying car, right? One of which is you're going to need a private pilot license in order to fly this thing because right. according to the FAA, you have to have one. Um, which is fine, and that's all well and good, but it's very hard to design a vehicle that's, and I get where they're coming from, um, as far as like usability and things like that. But it's very hard to design a a, a vehicle that's good at doing more than one thing. Yeah, I tried well, it with a, with a with a street drag car, and Tom, how did that turn out? <laughs> <clears throat> Well, um, the, I mean, where is it now? Uh, yeah. Going, going on what year 12 and it's in the driveway. <laughs> hey, at least it's in the driveway now. That's all I got to say. That's true. This is true. So I, uh, and it was fun. That one summer was pretty fun. It's yeah. Yeah. That one summer. Uh, <laughs> but I, I guess what I'm saying here is, um, it's a very interesting concept. Uh, I, you're not going to be able to, Santa can't deliver any toys because the payload is too small or too low. Um, and honestly, most people that would be able to afford this because a private pilot license these days is not cheap, right? I mean, I got mine over a decade ago. Um, and I was, I got it on the cheap because I worked at the airport. So I was essentially just paying for fuel and it still cost me $6,000. So, right. If, if you were to take that into today and f- factor in that most people are going to be paying 100% full price, right? I mean, you're looking at like ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 for a private pilot's license. And it is the convenience 
such that you're willing to do that for this vehicle for the, for the, for the, for the inconvenience of owning a vehicle that has this small a payload. So, and that's, and that's the problem, you know, with, I guess it's one of the problems with why we haven't seen, you know, mainstream flying cars is, you know, the going back to what you were saying about maintenance, right? I mean, how many people do you know that don't change their oil regularly, right? The most basic of automotive maintenance. And there's, I could probably tell you several people that just don't do it very often, you know? Um, and then you add to that, well, now your car's flying, right? <laughs> There's way more maintenance that needs to be done way more often. Um, so how many people are going to, you know, are going to do that? Um, right. And then, you know, also what you're talking about, that inconvenience of going to the airport, you know, they don't give, you know, takeoff and landing distances or anything in this. Obviously, if they're still in the quarter scale prototype phase, I doubt they even have that. Um, they do mention that you can get some packages with increased lift for short takeoff landing, but still, I mean, it's not, I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe you could take off at like an empty mall parking lot. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you, if you have the money to have the private pilot's license and everything, I mean, you can get a eighties or nineties Cessna for what? 25, 30 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> This is so like let's I mean, so maybe a fifty you know, the, 60s, but still. So the the market they're going after, which is a pretty big market, is like this niche, like experimental plane hobbyist thing, right? Right. And let's say so like let's say though that like somebody tried to get it to be somewhat you know like an interesting, somewhat utilitarian thing, right? So they go and spend it's gonna they're gonna be into this thing for one hundred fifty k, okay, with probably with their license included, okay. They go and they fly it somewhere 200 miles an hour and the reasons that they would do this is because wherever they're flying to they can just go park it take the wings off and drive around town to the coffee shop or whatever right but i mean like like that that is their use case scenario right. and i don't know like i i just i don't know like that doesn't really appeal to me like you know but maybe it does to some few people well if alternately uh so having worked at an airport, right, there's generally a municipal airport, a city airport, like what you'd have in Owasso or, or where I'm from in Galesburg or even Detroit City Airport. Um, if there is an FBO, a fixed base of operations operating out of there, um, most of them have a courtesy car. So if you're flying, oh, yeah. if, you're fl yep. if you're flying in from out of town, they're like, here, here's the keys. Fill it up one on your way back. So we've got gas in it. Right. Right. And that's it. And even and even if that weren't the case, because let's be honest, courtesy cars are uh, usually uh, fairly well maintained, but very old models, right? I mean, there was a couple of K cars that we kept as courtesy cars, um, and this was in the two thousand still. So it was a twenty year old car that was in great shape because they were maintained by the same guys that were working on airplanes, right? So they were always freaking maintained, um, but. It's it's not a flashy car or anything, right? But these days, right, you, you have ride-hailing services. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you they would be willing to pick you up at the airport. So you, you land, and five minutes later, you've got a ride to go wherever you want in town, and you catch a ride back, and that's it, right? I mean, if you can afford the car or the airplane and the fuel to get there, you could probably afford the ride-hailing service too. 
for right. rental cars that are often at airports. So that's not what this is about, Mike. I just realized. I just found out. This is not at all what this thing is about. What's it about, Tom? So, like, they're going to have events and clubs for this thing. Okay? Oh, that's yeah. true. So, that's true. So one of the things, if you go on the click on the lifestyle tab and go to events, their main item that they have uh, oh, there's listed a lifestyle there is, tab. Yes, oh. is racing. Yes. So th- they said racing. We did mention that the Switchblade is a high-performance vehicle, didn't we? Question mark. Race and sports training will be available from our main facility and most likely from other regional centers as well. While too early to completely describe, let's just say that the unique abilities of the Switchblade offer an outstanding opportunity to run a semi-professional as well as an amateur race series. Yes. Okay, yeah, so let's be honest. This is going to be marketed at, uh, or is being marketed at... um, people who have always wanted a flying car let's let's be honest yeah. right i mean it's been a, it's been a thing that people have talked about since the jets which, were on tv which is corvette and camaro owners as they outline here under their lifestyle club section wait what so, so people that have corvettes and or and or camaros like that's who their target market is it says right here clubs this is a social part of owning a switchblade there are Corvette clubs and Camaro clubs, but ours will be the first clubs where you fly and drive your vehicle together with your friends. Yeah, so, yeah well, I mean, let's be honest. It's not going to be an F-150 club because those guys are actually out doing things. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Wow. Whoa. It's Christmas, Mike. Oh, Come on. Yeah, I'm sorry. No no offense to Corvette and Camaro owners. <laughs> Speaking of like Christmas, I think I think... <laughs> Tom mentioned something about giving us supercars. What? 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 Oh, oh, actually, hey, so segue. Enough, look at that. Adam's good. Yeah, at nice. Is it? I, was that a segue or like a cry for help to, for us to stop talking? <laughs> possibly, possibly <laughs> both. Column so, a, a column B. <laughs> yeah, so, so, if anybody's wondering, of the group, like if we were to like reference like the Top Gear crew, Adam is the Andy Willman of the group. So if you don't know, if you know what that means, you know that he's basically saves our lives. So um, <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. Before, before we get, I got to bring this up because we were talking about flying cars. So okay. uh, we're not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk try about again, this. Adam. Try again. Wait, wait, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want Adam and Tom's opinion on this. All I want <laughs> is for, for our listeners to go to, um, where where am I? Well, it's a it's a Daily Mail. I need to find the website. Jesus. Uh, okay, basically that's more Christmas. Jesus. I know. All right. Yeah, right. So oh. so Google Google this flying car because this one's way better than the last one we were talking about. It's the Hover Coupe, and it's the brainchild of Pierre Paolo. I have no idea how to say that. Lazzarini, who is the head of a Rome-based agency. Um, behind the creation of this vehicle. It's an Italian-designed luxury um, flying car. Look it up. Look at the renderings. It's amazing. And There's a video on Vimeo of it that's pretty good, too. And, and, okay, and now we can talk about Tom's cars. All right, so I have a history of giving away supercars as presents, believe it or not. Wait, do you really? Uh, I do, actually. What have you given so far? Uh, So far... Porsche, GT3, uh, Lamborghini Aventador. Have these all been Hot Wheels? 
I don't want to endorse or not endorse any particular brands, Mike. Crickets. But, <laughs> crickets. <yeah. laughs> um, are, are they all of the size and style of Hot Wheels? Hey, it's Christmas. You need to quit asking such specific <laughs> questions, okay? Stop shaking the box, Mike. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Tom's giving away don't, a supercar. Don't look at a gift horse's teeth. So anyway, uh, so my question is, if you were to ask Santa for a car, a vehicle this year, we're going to open since we talk about flying cars, we're going to open up a little more. If you're going to ask Santa for a vehicle this year, what vehicle would it be? Any vehicle, any one vehicle. Hmm. Wow, it's, it's a complicated question. It's very deep thought that's, happening. That's here. I know it sounded like silence, but it's actually deep thought. You know, you know what? I'm going to go for pra- I'm going to go for practicality here. Um, so as as Tom knows, and I don't know if Adam's been updated, but as Tom knows, my truck is on its last legs. Uh, the the V6 has 200,000 miles on it, and it's dying a very swift death with it being cold out. Uh, I could I could keep it going, but it's not it's not pretty. Uh, it's not pretty. So if I were to have my druthers, um, yes, I just used druthers. Yeah, so your grandpa is proud of me now. Um, I'm gonna say. The new Ford Super Duty F F two fifty. What truck? With four wheel drive, and a diesel. It's Christmas after all, you know, Santa Claus. Yeah, you know, if if it's if it's Christmas and we're asking for all of it, I'm gonna go with the King Ranch. Mm. I'm gonna go all the, I'm gonna go all the way because I'm not paying for this thing. I'm just gonna be stuck well. That's next. that's actually only like three steps down from all the way, but yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I don't need to go all the way, but almost. That's what she said. All right. Yeah. So, and now we're explicit. What? <sighs> Maybe she Stop was digging. just going to town Stop. or something. I don't know. Sure, Stop sure she was, Tom. Anyway. Sure she was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, Adam, um, what, would you, so, what would your car be hmm, that you would ask? This is Sam? a tough one because. Really? I thought I, I thought I could almost guess this. Okay, what would you guess? I would guess Huracan Performante. See, and that's the thing. Um, I don't know the rules, right? <laughs> so if you if you if the rules are you're giving me the car and I have to just keep that car and be happy, then that probably would be it. Um, no, I mean it's like know, Christmas if you get some. I mean, it's but, like Christmas but, if you have the receipt, you can take it back. That's what I, so, you know, <laughs> otherwise I'm thinking like maybe the, maybe like the Aston Martin AMRB 001 or maybe a Chiron, you know, what, what can I sell and buy the most other cars of? Oh, I see. So like try them all <laughs> as you trade them, you know, trade them in or yeah, switch them around. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. In so that, in that case, it be Chiron, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess my answer would be if I have to keep it, yeah, definitely that uh, that Huracan. Um, if I can, you know, use use that to finance many other things, then find me the most expensive car out there. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a solid option. I like it. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess in that case, I'd probably go with like a Ferrari 250 GTO or something. No, Tom, you're not going in that case. You can't steal the Adam's Thunder. You have to pick your own. I have to pick my own. So this year, (laughs) if I could have 
any car. Like, I'm gonna Tom, go with the new Tom, car. Tom's would be a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> there are some sweet bicycles out right now. I'm just saying. There's hey, some it, cool. it's technically a vehicle. All right. So it's true. Just human powered. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, um, prob- so I'm gonna go since I'm kind of the new the guy that likes the new cars as you know, um, and Mike likes the old cars or in this case, a new Super Duty. I'm going to go with the new stuff. And to be honest with you, a lot of cars, like the 200, the 200K price point is pretty, you know, in there, like pretty popular right now. And I would say a Tesla a lot Roadster. Of nice cars for that. Yeah, I would say a Tesla Roadster. But I, like, I, I don't know. Like the Tesla Roadster is very gadgety and techy and everything. But I think I'm actually going to go with a DB11. Which is probably not as exciting. That's not that's that's not bad though. I mean, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a DB11, like you're, it's it's weird. Like that's a car that if I got that car right, like it would be hard to sell. You know what I mean? And I can't say like a Rhodes Tesla Roadster. As soon as like the Roadster three comes out, I'd be like, out. You know, get a new one. And uh, pretty much any Aston Martin, unless it starts racking up hardcore bills. Uh, that I couldn't, you know, swing. I think would be hard for me to sell. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's where I'd be at. They're pretty timeless. Um, yeah, that's the other thing too, right? Like, you could, like, if I got tired of driving it, I could go park it somewhere and just look at it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you're never, you would never get tired of looking at an Aston Martin in your garage, right? Or in my living room, because if I could afford a DB11, I'd, you know make a plinth in my living room for a car. Santa Claus is delivering this car, Tom. He's not delivering you a living room. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Good point. Touche. I like All it. right. Mike, you, uh, speaking of living rooms, nah. um, everybody pretty much has a Christmas tree of some sort in their living room for I, the most part. Maybe not everybody. I, but... do, I do not have a Christmas tree. Neither Just do I. Have... Your point is moot. Uh, uh, but I can't segue. I guess Adam, you're gonna have to segue from here on out. I can't do it. You're pretty tough with those, Tom. It's just, I it's suck. Um, but in in the news today or this week, anyways, uh, there there is a story of the Massachusetts police stopping a car with a with an absolutely massive Christmas tree on top of it. Um, from the looks of things, it's a, uh, a second generation Prius, I think. Um, Interesting. I can't can't really tell. All I've got to go off of is like one tail light and what looks to be a Prius emblem. But Mike, if you could tell which generation Prius that was, we would pretty much end the podcast right now. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this whole I, thing, the whole jig would be up. I, I don't, I don't follow. I don't understand. But okay, whatever. You You'd say. be fired. Oh, okay. <laughs> And now I follow. All right. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, I think it's a Prius and it has a, a giant tree on top of it, um, which led me to think about unsafe transporting of Christmas trees. Um, and there's really only one safe way to transport a Christmas tree. Well, okay. There's two. Uh, well, one safe way to do it, uh, to transport it, but two safe ways to get them to your house. Uh, the first safe way is to have it delivered um, by a guy in a pickup truck. And the second safe way is to put it in a pickup truck and bring it home. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So yep. 
if you're looking to buy a Christmas tree, talk to one of your friends with a truck. <laughs> Not me. You can actually rent them. You can actually rent them from Home Depot for like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can rent them from Home Depot for 20 bucks for like two hours or something. I don't what know. It, yeah, whatever you need to go get a Christmas tree. It's Yeah, it's a deal. It's a deal. Do it, do it that way. Don't tie it to the top of your car. Just don't do it. You're going to put dents in your car. And let's be honest, luggage racks aren't made like they used to, and they're plastic. Sap. Yeah, sap does not come sap. off easy. And, oh, my God. And, 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 Tom, you used to have a luggage rack on your Escape, and it was probably one of the better designed ones. And do you really want a Christmas tree on that? No, absolutely not. See? And then you got to worry about tying it and twine, and it's just it's a hassle. Just pick up yep. a truck, throw it in the back, you're done. There it is. Christmas tip right there. Um, and yeah, talking about pickup trucks, how about uh, the Alcan 5000 truck? Yeah, how about that, Mike? Yeah, I've, I've been hard at work. Um, I managed to get the Columbia two-speed torn apart. You can check out some pictures of what the internals of that look like at Scared Charlie's Garage on Instagram. Um, it's actually a Scared Charlie Garage. Oh, yeah, there's, no, there's no S in there. Yeah. There's no S. Yep. I, I thought about that a lot when I was when I was putting that whole thing together. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's scared Charlie Garage. Yeah. Well, it actually makes sense that you named it that way once you told me why you named it that way. But I think like if you don't know the story, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But it's a good conversation piece. Yeah. So we're not going to tell the story now because. No. Yeah. But we'll tell some other time. But anyways, yeah. So if you ever wanted to see what a, a two-speed rear end looked like disassembled, go to Scared Charlie Garage on Instagram and take a look at those. Um, and I'll have some up on Cars Unfiltered's page too. I'll I'll write an update and get that going. Um. It'll probably, we're going to have some video too. It'll honestly probably be up before you guys listen to this. So just go back like a day or two in the role of uh, posts and it'll be there. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Something else that, that annoyed me significantly today. Um, <laughs> about the truck? About the truck, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if we, say, <laughs> we switched up. No, no, there's, there's no segue. This is still the still same topic. Okay. Uh, so... The truck has very old uh, wheels and tires on it, and the the wheels that are on this thing are 16 inch uh, by I don't know four or five inch uh, wire wheels. That so they have uh, wire spokes essentially, and they're they're welded on spokes. They're not like bike spokes that are screwed in, um, but they're they're wire spoke wheels, right? And that's fine. It works well, uh, and they're designed to work with an inner tube and a tube type tire and the tires that are on there are old bias ply tires that have been on there for i don't even know how long and they need to go they're shot they're dry rot there's tears in some of them for whatever reason they all still hold air which is odd um tubes good tubes good tubes and bias ply tires like those things hold Mm -hmm. well dude um but yeah they're the tires are shot they gotta go and so I took them into uh, <clears throat> one of the large <clears throat> uh, chain uh, tire places <clears throat> in Detroit <clears throat> that uh, may be associated <laughs> with a very, very large tire. On, no, that's not that one. That's different. Anyway, uh, <laughs> whose mascot may or may not be a <clears throat> cap-wearing tire, <clears throat> uh, bell tire. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Good God, man. Can I drink? Was, <laughs> and and i was told that or a uh, different tire shop exactly (laughs) because i was told that my tires or my wheels would not work on their equipment and being that i myself am 
fairly handy individual and know my way around a shop, I know that their equipment would work on these tires and it just, it left a very sour taste in my mouth. So, um, yeah, so I got to go down to, you know, one of the local places in Detroit that deals with stuff like this and get it done by somebody who knows what's going on. Hey, I got some tire spoons. You know, that's really all I need, but I didn't want to have to go buy them. And it's like, I, they're pretty nice. It'd be like 20 bucks to get these things popped off. And I just wanted it done. And then they didn't know how to do it. And I was like, ah, oh. yeah. So that's, yeah, that's my update. Um, Columbia two cool. speed is disassembled and all the rear end parts are ready to go to the powder coater, except for, um, the axle housings. I have to do a little bit of work to those and make sure that the bearing, uh, lands are good possibly get them remachined and uh put some sleeves on them uh but yeah then yeah stuff can go off to the powder coater and come back to for reassembly and all i need is a gasket kit and one gear for the columbia uh the one gear had some pitting on it and the rest of it's in very good shape i'll need uh, i mean i'm going to replace the bearings and seals obviously but really it, it all it needs is a gear and some gas awesome sweet so yeah two hundred dollars for a columbia uh which is the cheapest you're ever going to see for one of those. They're like a $3,000 part. So I'm, I'm very happy with this. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So for like 500 bucks or less, you'll have a Columbia two speed. Yeah. And we can drive down the highway at, you know, 70, 75 until we blow it up. Pretty. I'm, well, I'm going to go through. So, so there are some steps you can take to bulletproofing these things. Uh, oh, do them all, all and, do them, all yeah, of them. And, and I have, I have done some research on what those steps are. And yeah, I'm going to get those done. So good, 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 good. Going to need that. Nice. That's, that's cool. That's my update. That's awesome. It. Nice. Cool. Well, um, I think that's pretty much all we have for today. So, um, so on that note, I'm going to wish all our listeners Merry Christmas and I hope all of you all have, uh, you know, fun and get many car parts for, for under the Christmas tree. Um, that, that, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And just, uh, just so everybody knows, like we're going to try and kick some things up as we go into the next year here. Um, we are going to have a Patreon page. We're going to try and do more videos as the progress for the Alcan truck kind of like speeds up and yeah, that should be pretty interesting, a pretty interesting 2018. So subscribe and check out our other pages on carsunfiltered.com and we'll be talking to you soon.